Welcome to The Drawdown, a podcast by Cherry Beckert's private equity practice. In each episode, we explore the latest trends in the private equity sector, as well as challenges and opportunities in the ever-changing investment environment. Today, we're kicking off a multi-part discussion on special purpose acquisition companies, also known as SPACs or blank check companies, and who continue to dominate the M&A headlines. The series is called SPACs, the players in the paper, because we will be sharing various perspectives from the advisors who are key to closing deals for both the SPAC and the company taking the investment, including the investment bankers, the lawyers, and today, the accountants. I'm Cameron Smith with Cherry Beckert. I'm joined by Chase Wright, one of Cherry Beckert's partners leading the charge on accounting do's and don'ts of a SPAC deal, which sounds complicated, Chase. So glad you could be here. Glad to be with you, Cameron. You're you're correct. A SPAC transaction is a highly complex undertaking uh, for these business owners um, who are looking for liquidity in their business, uh, particularly some earlier technology companies or some middle market businesses that are considering options uh, getting to the public markets. Uh, selling to a SPAC can be challenging, but also can be a great option. Well, and SPACs have been around for some time now, and it seems, you know, recently they've been dominating the headlines, but do you think this is uh, kind of a recent phenomenon? Is it a vehicle around to stay? You're right. If you take away you know, all the media attention that SPACs have received, we think that SPACs have been validated as a, a viable deal flow alternative. Uh, we think for on the buyer side, so on the SPAC side, you know, there's just an abundance of capital and, and there's a lot of dry powder and, and you're looking for innovative ways to deploy that capital. Um, and so generally speaking, uh, this is a good way to provide investor some returns. There's at least a guarantee of return of capital. And then there's a warrant associated with, with the investor, uh, the early uh, SPAC involvement, which can be very valuable for the investor, even if they choose to uh, have their capital return. This is a way to create a lot of, uh, lot of investor returns. And, and then on the on the sell side or the company side, uh, the company that's considering the SPAC, you know, there's just a need for liquidity to execute the operating plans to really, uh, there's a vision out there for this company and there's just a need for capital. Uh, and a SPAC is, an, is a quicker and easier alternative to an IPO. Um, there is uh, more interaction with the investors early on. So in some cases, some reduced market or pricing risk. And then the SPAC sponsors bring a lot to these companies in the terms of expertise on the board, uh, knowledge that they've had in general. Uh, so we think that SPACs, there are 470 of these now, and that will not always be the case, but we, we don't think SPACs are going anywhere in the long term. We think they'll be a, val- a viable investment vehicle. To emphasize a point you just made, it has absolutely been an active M&A market 
not just with SPACs, but across the board, agreed with you. There's a tremendous amount of capital available to be deployed. There are sellers going to market that maybe had not planned to go at, at this time, but are considering, you know, the potential of um, capital gains tax increases, and maybe they want to take the exit while they can. Um, there's a lot of innovation that's looking for uh, funding. So the resurgence of SPACs I, I, is understandable. I'd like to dig into the rules of engagement on a SPAC deal with you. And from an accounting standpoint, particular, and understanding why that's important. Would you kind of walk us through the, the rules of engagement and some of the, the larger concerns when considering this type of transaction? Sure, the, the SEC is becoming very comfortable, very aware of and very comfortable of the SPAC product that exists and has been, uh, as you mentioned, dominating the headlines for the last 18 months plus. <clears throat> so there, there are quickly rules of engagement that are emerging. You know, again, let's look at the buyer side and the seller side. On the buyer side, the SPAC is a public registrant, so they're a public company in and of themselves. And, and so they they are expected uh, to have financials that stand up to SEC scrutiny and PCOB audit scrutiny. And we've all seen the headlines recently around the warrants. That, that's an example of where the SEC has started to understand the structure and ask questions. Um, you know, I, I think also on the buyer side, you, the valuations in the market are important. Generally, you, you want a, uh, a valuation that's reasonable for the retail investor. You want a valuation uh, that your investors will be comfortable with and, and essentially not having their capital return, but staying into the investment. And then also really this, the market instability we've been through with COVID, you know, how will these targets emerge post COVID <clears throat> are, are really, um, rules of engagement that, that we're having to to navigate and then concerns that we're also, uh, you know, really working through. On the seller side, <clears throat> you know, having the right advisors in place is, is really table stakes. Uh, you need to have the right legal accounting, investment banks. And then going through a PCOB audit is, is really a, uh, a, a sign of maturity. Uh, it requires quite a bit. Uh, all the I's have to be dotted and the T's have to be crossed. The SEC also expects a lot from these companies very early, especially around their projections. Uh, that is a real area of focus. We expect more to emerge around that, around their disclosures, around their internal controls, around all the compliance that they have in place. So Chase, you mentioned crossing T's and dotting I's. The numbers have to be spot on. Would you dig deeper into the accounting methodology? Kind of what either a buyer or seller, probably more importantly, would be experiencing from a process standpoint, you know, step one, step two, and and why it's so crucial to make sure it's done correctly? Yeah, there's a lot uh, it, to your point. Um, you know, if you think about it, a, a SPAC is a complicated transaction. 
that involves a business combination. It involves uh, filing financials with the SEC, and then it involves despacking to become your own public company. So there's there's just quite a bit to it. You know, the step one is making sure that you have two good years of financials that can be audited by a PCB auditor. Uh, for some companies, that means uh, getting revenue recognition correct. It means uh, considering other complicated standards like the new lease accounting standard. Uh, it may mean that you need to, to revisit some cutoff of your years, but it's particularly important to, to get that accounting correct, to get through that PCOB audit. Um, that's, that's really step one. Step two is preparing the financials, pro forma financials with the SPAC, where the company combines uh, with the SPAC for some period of time. And then step three is despacking, which is just as complicated because at that point, the company is on, on their own. Uh, so, so when a lot of business owners go into this, they really don't realize that it's nine months of excruciating accounting that can really at any point slow the deal down significantly. So it sounds like the accounting, quite complex, necessary. Absolutely. But what are some of the other advisory areas? You mentioned the lawyers, touched on investment bankers, you know, who else plays a role in making sure that everything is done correctly? There, there are a lot of players. Yeah, I can talk about the accounting uh, in a lot of detail, as you probably realize, but they're, they're really advisors needed from all sides. Uh, let's think about the buyer and the seller again. On the, on the buyer side, there's generally a, a good level of sophistication. Most of the SPACs have a lot of uh, experience. They've been around the block. They're, they may be part of a, of a venture capital group, a large private equity group, uh, even investment banks that are forming SPACs. But but on the, on the SPAC side, you see good M&A attorneys. These are really nuanced transactions, so they need to be papered correctly. Uh, you see SEC counsel. Uh, the SPACs themselves, again, are public registrants, so they have the 10Q and 10K filing requirements, the 8Ks uh, that a public company has. You also need good tax advisors. They're complicated tax impacts of a SPAC. And you need investment banking advisors on, on, the, on, on the buyer side. On the seller side, we what we frequently find is there is some period of, period of time to make sure that you have the right level of sophistication. Uh, really, on the sell side, it can be more complex than the buy side. Uh, when we're approached by a company that has an interest in a transaction and SPACs are on the list, uh, we tell them, uh, we're happy to be your accounting firm, but you, you're going to need other other advisors, valuation, tax, uh, deal advisory. Uh, but you want to early engage with an investment banker and an attorney. Um, the investment bankers are, are critical out there now. They will really allow you to tell your story, to test your projections, to make sure they'll stand up to the scrutiny that the SEC is giving some of the projections and, and the attorneys kind of go hand in hand, really 
really uh, helping you see around the corner around all the aspects of, of again, uh, the business combination and all the nuance, uh, acquisition accounting and acquisition legal taking place, as well as all the SEC requirements. Uh, so, you know, just really critical advisors to the transactions. And again, uh, we, we frequently tell our clients, let's get the investment bankers lined up quick because they're very critical to the marketing of the deal and the valuation. Well, um, looking forward to chatting with these various groups and, and advisors to hear um, their perspectives and kind of dig deeper into SPACs. Chase, I really appreciate you spending some time with me talking about the accounting aspect and uh, would look forward to, to talking to you again soon. Thank, thank you. Well, Cameron, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And thank you for joining us on this episode of The Drawdown. For more information on SPACs, or if you have any questions about this episode, we encourage you to contact us at SPAC at cbh.com or find us on our website or social media channels. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to The Drawdown, Cherry Beckert's private equity podcast. The views presented by our guests do not necessarily represent the views of their respective firms. For more information on how Cherry Beckert serves as a guide forward to private equity funds and their portfolio companies through accounting, tax, and advisory services, please visit cbh.com.